This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hey everybody, welcome to another installment of Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, your host, and today we're doing the latest installment of our Green Blogger interview series, where we talk to the top writers and publishers in the green blogosphere. And Sarah Ost is my guest today. She's a successful writer, blogger, and new media expert with a background in health and wellness. She's the editor-in-chief of the new online magazine Ecosalon.com, a blog launched in March of 2008 targeting women interested in stylish eco-living. The site covers numerous topics related to style, fashion, and lifestyle, and it's divided into five major sections, fashion, decor, wellness, artisan, and lifestyle. The Ecosalon site has already grown rapidly in the relatively short time since its launch, having already accumulated 60,000 RSS subscribers. So, Sarah, welcome to Green Talk Radio. Thanks, Sean. I'm really excited to be here. Well, we're very excited to have you, and I want to just congratulate you, uh, first of all, uh, just on the momentum and the success that Eco Salon has generated in its first six months. Um, it's really impressive. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm impressed, too. It's been uh, fun and surprising that it's grown so fast, but obviously it's exciting, and we're glad that it's happening. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's uh, somewhat uh, unheard of in in any with any blog to grow that quickly. So again, just congratulations there. I'm I'm curious about your original reasons for starting Eco Salon and, and sort of also what you know what's making it different from other sites that are out there in the green blogosphere right now. Well, for me personally, um, you know, I was blogging in health, and I've always had an interest in green. I did things, you know, back in college, I spent a summer in Costa Rica studying environmental biology and just in small ways, um, I was, you know, eco-conscious myself. And so that was something that I felt really compelled to to get into in terms of what I was doing in my career. So as far as what makes EcoSalon different, um, you know, all of us green bloggers really work together. And that's what's cool is that it's not really a competition because we're furthering a good message um, but I think the cool thing about Eco Salon is that it's a hybrid, so we're not just a narrow niche sort of blog. And those blogs are important, whether it's a green parenting blog or you know organic food or technology. Those are all really wonderful because those bloggers are delving into those issues in depth. But the purpose for Eco Salon is for it to be really kind of a destination where women can go and they can look at us as kind of a starting off point. So we're covering all these various topics and you can find resources to get into whatever your particular interest is, um, you know, in a deeper way. But I really wanted Eco Salon to be a go-to one-stop kind of shop so that anyone interested in green could get started and it would be fun and engaging and there would be useful resources all along the way. Yeah, definitely. Well, now, so it's also interesting because I know what you're saying about the the niche uh, 
blogs versus the more general ones. I actually happen to be the the editor in chief of, of a larger one, Green Living Ideas, which is very broad, and it's quite challenging to produce content across that two hundred areas. Yeah. I, I, I lose a lot of sleep because of that, but um, and sometimes I'm sort of jealous of the other side of the fence where where people are a little bit more niche. Um, but I notice yours is sort of in between, really, because you've got. I mean, there are other, and we've interviewed other uh, bloggers mm-hmm. from that area, like fashion. We had Star Vartan on yeah. uh, from Eco Chick. Yeah, yeah, and really cool blog. But but they're I know they're more you know focused. On, on just fashion, but you're also covering the, the wellness aspect as well and, and just sort of general lifestyle. Yeah. The, I mean, the wellness obviously is kind of my personal um, background. And so it was important to make sure that we have a well-rounded content approach and have those things too, um, the wellness and lifestyle. Um, as far as something that I think is a little bit unique about Eco Salon is that you know, a lot of blogs will focus on celebrities, and I think that's totally fine because there are celebrities who are doing really great things. Um, but I wanted to make sure that we focus on artisans. So that's why we do have this artisan section where we're saying, okay, what are the, who are the actual people behind these products? And what are the actual stories? And how are people who maybe don't even have great resources, what are they doing to um, further the green cause and bring us green products? And I thought that was something that would be really important. And it's been well received. I think it's a good um, way for people to connect on a deeper level with what they're buying and what they're using every day. On the uh, editorial side, Sarah, I, I was curious, we talked about you mentioned your original reasons for starting it, but what would you say is really the, uh, you know, in terms of editorial, the driving philosophy behind the Eco Salon site, and, and what are you guys really hoping to convey to, to readers who are regularly reading your blog? Well, the driving message is about eco, not green, and what I mean by that is, and this is why it's Eco Salon and not Green Salon, and. Um, you know, a lot of people consider those sort of equivalents. So sure. this would be interesting to hear this. <laughs> well, and maybe they are, but this is my personal, you know, little uh, platform here. Um, eco comes from obviously ecology, which is, and that's something I really got hooked on in college when I was in Costa Rica studying. Was you know this concept that ecology is really it's studying an ecosystem and looking at how everything is in balance and how things come together. And so- and I have to say that that's probably one of the more healthy things that anybody's gotten hooked on in college. That when I, usually when you hear that, <laughs> well, we won't talk continue. about the other stuff. But- <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to, no, please continue. Yeah, no Google searches. Um, so- <laughs> or Twitter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So eco, you know, it's about balance. And so that, again, is it's pretty laid out in terms of what you see on the blog, whether it's it's looking at how everything comes together. So you've got wellness, you've got daily things that you can do in your lifestyle. And then there is the need for fashion and art and making a beautiful environment for yourself in your home. And so I think, um, you know, green is just a part of that. And so I'm hoping that a year or two from now, people are going to look back and say, well, duh, of course we would be green when we go and we buy something new for our living room or when we are out shopping for a few pieces for our fall wardrobe, you know, of course it's green. Why wouldn't it be? And why wouldn't the food we eat be organic and healthy? And why wouldn't these things be in balance? You know, it's one of my favorite blogs is Triple Pundit. And of course, it looks at the triple bottom line. And I think we can apply that to our lifestyle, too, and to enjoyment of fashion and beauty that you know, there doesn't have to be a conflict. It can be a win-win for everyone. So really the message of Eco Salon then is just balance. Yeah. Well, that's a, it's a very good message. And 
I'm just curious, this is always difficult a little bit to do on an audio podcast, but can you give us sort of an idea uh, of, you know, for people that are out there that haven't maybe been to the site yet, uh, a little bit uh, about what type of content visitors might expect to find on ecosalon.com? Sure. Um, Well, we do usually uh, every week we have in each section kind of one signature longer piece. And we tend to focus on making those pieces helpful lists because it's an easy to read format when you're looking at a screen um, that doesn't make your eyes bleed. So uh, we try to keep them succinct, but uh, we really try to cover a, a range of things. So for example, some popular articles lately have been a post about some really amazing and beautiful pivotal works of environmental art, because again, that's part of living in balance is appreciating what artists are contributing to the green movement. Um, Important reading for those who are interested in organic living and eco fashion and, um, you know, having a sustainable home. Uh, So we have those larger articles that we do, and sometimes they'll cover topics like unusual things you can put in your compost or ways that you can save money um, around your home that that are also sensible green steps. Uh, And then daily, we have a mix of the latest fashion designers who are going green or doing really great things and really innovating. I mean, there are so many cool things now that designers are doing, like there, you can now buy clothing that has really cool, funky, solar-powered uh, designs on it. I mean, there's just yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. So, you know, it's a mix of these longer kind of um, guides and then short daily posts that are offering wellness tips. We do present news, um, but we try to avoid kind of what I would call the more political or tree-hugger side of things. I think that's a fabulous um you know, thing that like Gris does, obviously, in Tree Hugger, and we try to be more about just positive daily steps that you can take to go green. And, and is, are you also looking for more evergreen, where the the content sort of stands the test of time a little bit more? Yeah, we are. It's, I mean, it's definitely more about um, timeless editorial. I do try to make sure that we are at least, you know, we don't seem like we're totally unaware of what's going on. So if there's some sort of important green news. Like for example, today we have a post up on the main page about, you know, the 12 year old boy who just has come up with this incredible solar technology innovation. Cause that's pretty cool. And it's an interesting, um, feature. So we do incorporate some news, but definitely with an emphasis on, you know, the development and cool things that are coming out. And, um, that was a great article. I, just, I want to interject there. It's called, uh, I love the title. It says, Mom, I think I solved the energy crisis. <laughs> hey, cool. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're going to yeah. take a break right here. I'm sorry, Sarah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we were going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I, my guest today is Sarah Ost. She's the editor-in-chief of Ecosalon.com, a new online magazine dedicated to women who want to go green in style. This is Sean Daly on Green Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. We're back on Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly. I'm talking today with Sarah Ost, who is the editor-in-chief of Ecosalon.com, a new online magazine dedicated to women who want to go green in style. And Sarah, we were talking before the break about Ecosalon.com and the editorial, your philosophy, things like that. I wanted to to switch gears a little bit and, and ask you, 
you know, there, there are those who feel that, that shopping for, for new goods in any form is sort of inherently a, a non-sustainable activity. I mean, that's yeah. one school <laughs> of thought out there. What, what do you say in response to those who claim that shopping, even where it may, for example, be eco-friendly or relatively eco-friendly and being green are sort of inherently incompatible endeavors? Well, um, you know, I respect the, the people who are saying that. And I think, you know, you can make a pretty good case on either side. I would say, though, that um, for example, you just had mentioned Star Barton of uh, EcoChick, and she actually had a really fabulous essay um, a few days ago about this very topic. So just to give a, kind of a shout out to a fellow blogger, um, I really recommend that people read it. Uh, it's probably still on the main page. Um, and this is a conversation I've had with a lot of designers and artists that we've profiled on EcoSalon. And one of them, Lee Tracy, who is the founder of Certainties, which is a, an eco-friendly t-shirt company that the t-shirts have provocative messages. Um, and she's a fine artist originally. We were talking about this and, you know, the truth is that humans have a fundamental need for artistic expression and to define their space and define themselves. And that's part of creating identity. And certainly, you know, you don't want to go and buy 10 pairs of organic jeans because that does defeat the purpose. But humans do have a need for for beauty and for expression and so you know what are we sustaining things for if not for that and um i certainly don't ever want to promote you know the green washers and the companies that are obviously just jumping in on things um on the green bandwagon because it's trendy this year and they're hoping to cash in but for artists and designers and artisans who are truly passionate about this and you know they need to make a livelihood like anyone else. And um, to do it in a green way is brave and courageous. And I think we do need to celebrate and support that. And, um, you know, consumption, especially in America, is not going to go away. And we have to, I think, be more practical about that and and not be, you know, not think that we can just somehow go from massive overconsumption and wastefulness and throwing things away and sending it to the landfill um, to just no consumption overnight. It's not going to happen. And we have to navigate it in a sustainable way that doesn't turn people off. Well, it certainly seems that, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's always a gray area and people tend to get extreme. Like they think that yeah. uh, going green, quote unquote, is the death of, you know, their entire way of life They're or something. They're going to eat tofu forever. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well put. And, you know, it's it's just, or you have to wear this this funky clothing that doesn't look very good. Right, that you maybe s- yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, and it just doesn't have to mean that. I think it's just a, you know, it's as you were saying earlier about, and I'm paraphrasing, but really the transparency of this where it's just assumed that the products, the food products or the clothing products are manufactured and purchased in a more sustainable way, but that, that we've sort of arrived when that becomes automatic and, and transparent yeah, in the process. It really is. And, you know, starting Inco Salon, I didn't really know. Of course, you have in mind who you hope your audience might be, but you don't know launching any publication, like who your audience is really going to be. And we actually have such a broad range of people who are coming to green for all different reasons. And it's just because it makes sense and it's enjoyable. And uh, a lot of times you can actually save money and these things last longer. So in the end, you're actually using less and buying less. But we have plenty of conservative readers and, you know, people, it, they really are. It's like, yeah, why, why wouldn't it be green? Of course, I'll buy this. Of course, I'll do this. It's saving money and it's enjoyable and it's healthy. So why not? 
to yeah, and, and hopefully at the corporate level, these companies, you know, go from having to sort of altruistically be motivated to do so to it being either a financial or political expectation that they do so yeah. <laughs> to, to stay alive. That, that would be good. Anyway, that's a, that's a dream that I have uh, with regards to the manufacturing side of it. Um, so, you know, Sarah, ultimately, you know, a blog or a, such as Eco Salon or really any publication or, or media site comes down to the editorial team that's behind the scenes actually doing the writing. Can you tell us a little bit about Eco Salon's writing staff? Well, I have to say, um, without tooting my own horn too much, I'm just so thrilled about the team that we have. I have 13 writers. A couple of them are on hiatus right now, but um, we just have an incredible team. We've got a best-selling author. We have a Boston Globe columnist, and you know whether it's Mike, who is our resident male, and he's just hilarious. <laughs> resident male. <laughs> he's, our, he's our lone Brit and our lone male, um, and he's just phenomenal. Um, you know whether it's him or whether it's Kim with her kind of sassy relationship uh, perspective, or you know Susan and Luann. I mean, I'm going to leave someone out, but they're all just wonderful, and they're all so committed to green in their own way and just in you know in hiring everybody and putting this team together what i wanted was to have a spectrum of green voices you know luann for example is a green design expert and consultant but then you know some of our other writers are newer to green and some are really into fashion whereas others are you know like sarah is not myself, but <laughs> Sarah Irani is a total earth mama. So I wanted to have a range because I thought that would be the best way to connect with readers is because everybody is at a different, living a different kind of lifestyle and they're going to go green and in different ways. And so I wanted Eco Salon to be inclusive and we have a lot of fun. We actually, we tend to spar. I mean, we don't always agree on <laughs> some of the products and some of us will think they're just gorgeous and some of us don't or, you know, we have um, different approaches, but that makes it fun. That's important. You know, you have to, if everybody's always agreeing with each other, there's probably something wrong. Oh, be so boring. I record a completely separate, separate topic, but I record a podcast uh, on a business with uh, three or four other people, and we listen to the episodes where we agree too much, and we're like, oh, I hated that. We That's need more boring. argument. So, so sometimes somebody will just throw a contrarian uh, viewpoint out there just to keep the episode interesting. You know? So hmm. I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Yes. Well, I'm curious too about, you know, this, and this is actually a question that I ask of all my guests, and I'm going to cater this one a little bit towards your niche. Okay. Um, what would you recommend for women who want to go green as far as where to start? Oh, well, there are... Your top tips, okay. as it were. Oh my gosh, there are so many, but there are, I would say start looking at the different areas of your life and break it down. Get a journal out. Be, don't be afraid to write this stuff down. First, I would say just look at yourself and your own body and what you're putting into your body and on your body. So think about, you know, what are you eating? Are you, if you're not vegetarian, then the meat and dairy you eat should be organic and it should be as sustainable as possible. Um, and you can look at, you know, limiting portion size, for example. And that's a really easy way to both be healthy and to support the planet. And so that's, again, about balance. So just start with, with yourself. And that's Honestly, that's where a lot of people who are new to green can really connect because it is about being healthy and, and being personally sustainable. You know, what's going to keep me healthy in the future? So look at the food you're eating and then the connection to others. So, you know, is it better to go to Costco or would it be better to go to the farmer's market? And not only are you putting healthier foods into your body, but then you're supporting 
you know, local farmers and connecting with local farmers and having a better sense of, of what you're putting in your body and connecting to the earth. So I would say start with that. Um, the next step, of course, would be looking around your immediate environment. So your workplace, you know, get everyone to do sack lunches. Um, I have a friend who does this really cool thing with her coworkers where they all take turns making healthy lunches for each other. And they actually save money because they each person only has to make lunches one day a week. So there are all kinds of cool things you can do, you know, at your workplace to go green, whether it's recycling the office paper or using more eco-friendly office supplies or doing the brown bag lunch. And then look around your home. That's so important. For example, we don't really need to use paper towels because we really shouldn't be throwing these disposables away. And um, you can do all kinds of things like that, just simple, basic tips, you know, and then think about, you know, is it better to go and buy cheap furniture at Walmart or Ikea when you could buy something that's maybe a little bit more expensive, but it's going to be something you feel really good about and proud of and that is made by artisans who are fair trade and done in a sustainable way. And something that is really, you know, catching on that we used to kind of look down on, I think, in America is um, buying vintage. So, I mean, most of my house is actually furnished with Craigslist. (laughs) And I have found some amazing, incredible furniture that is is truly gorgeous and would probably be pretty costly. But I got a got it for a steal and it didn't require new resources to make. So look around your home and see how you can make just your home environment not only more eco-friendly, but more beautiful. And and so ultimately, that's something that's going to be sustainable if if you're taking that approach. Oh, I have to say on the Craigslist note, too, if you want to have a really sort of cool but almost scary experience, put something on Craigslist that you really want to give away, you're done with, uh-huh. and see how quickly people show up oh, to pick yeah. it up. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, I've had people over in 10 minutes. Oh, uh, I mean, can be uh, an interesting experience, to say yeah, the least. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, those are all really great tips. And did you have any others before we uh, cut to our last oh, break? Oh, well, then I, you know, I would just say after that, you know, start exploring the green blogs, whether it's the Green Options Network or Tree Hugger or my own site, and start getting into the, what's called hacks, which is, um, you know, hacking away, seeing what how much efficiency you can get out of something. I mean, there are just dozens of things you can do around your home, like you can get a program a programmable thermostat, um, just so many things you can do and ways to increase fuel efficiency on your car. So that's kind of the next level, but definitely start with just looking at what's going into your body and what you're putting on your body and how healthy and sustainable that is. Yeah, and as long as you mention that, for those who are regular Green Talk listeners, definitely check, or even those who aren't, please check out previous episodes. Actually, I've uh, interviewed a few companies like Amazing Controls that deal with the programmable uh, thermostats and other products like that. And I just recently had a guest, and we were talking about driving efficiency and tools that help you uh, drive more uh, efficiently and save gas. So uh, interesting that you mentioned that. We're going to take a break right here, our last break, and then we'll, we will be back with Sarah Ost. She's, the, she's a blogger and the editor-in-chief of Ecosalon.com. It's a new online magazine dedicated to women who want to go green in style. We'll be right back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everybody. We're back on Green Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. My guest again today is Sarah Ost, who is the editor-in-chief of Ecosalon.com, which is a new online magazine dedicated to women who want to go green in style. 
Sarah, we were talking before this break about a lot of things, including sort of responsible shopping and, um, you know, really you're in your writing team and, and your recommendations. And really, again, really appreciate those tips that, that you offered us. I'm curious, who do you think in your estimation are some of the more exciting innovators out there, both in terms of green designers uh, as well as companies that are that are doing interesting things in this area? Well, there are a lot. And I have to tell you, when I first started with with the writers and we were researching, I was just amazed at how many there are. I mean, it's just incredible the resources that are available to people, but I'll tell you some of my favorites. Yes, please do. I am, uh, I'm sort of a fashion hound, but I'm working on being better about that. But um, as far as the Break the Bank favorite designer, it would definitely be Linda Loudermilk. Um, just really stunning eco fashion. But then for the everyday, um, there are so many great green fashion designers, but a few of my favorites are Lara Miller, you know, a kind of a cool new thing that we're seeing in eco fashion, or it's not really new, but that's getting more traction is this concept of buying really luxurious high end fabrics and buying it once. So you buy one good cashmere sweater and then you have it for a lifetime. And Izzy Lane uh, is one of my favorites. Uh, she's a British designer and she rescues and raises, you know, sheep and other animals for and goats and things for um, these luxury fabrics. And it's just she's a really cool woman. It's a really cool story. So I get excited about that in fashion, finding these designers who are really committed and caring. And there are so many of them. Izzy Lane is a great one. As far as great green companies, of course, I love Vivaterra, and we're very lucky to have them as corporate sponsors. They are a company that was green truly before it was trendy, and they really are green to the core. And they've got all kinds of wonderful things in terms of decor, you know, from bamboo to sustainable hardwoods to some really nice eco fashions. There's just really great stuff. Something that I've kind of been into is the high mini little personal gadget. I'm kind of a geek. So, you know, that's a fun wind power way to charge things. Uh, and there are several uh, wind power little uh, chargers out there, but I think the high mini is pretty cute and seems to be popular with, with a lot of my girlfriends. It's a lot of fun. There are just so many cool things. Gosh, I don't even know where to start, but the something that I like that I'm seeing is that a lot of old staid companies like uh, Le Creuset, the cast iron cookware company mm -hmm. are now finding ways to green their production practices, but it's just, I'm seeing it all over and other, you know, people who are in green and I'm sure you too are seeing it with companies. For example, I was just talking to the CEO of floor and it's fascinating to see these companies that are not only, you know, doing, green things kind of for the press, but actually going beyond that. And they don't just have green programs, but they're actually greening their manufacturing process and really showing a commitment with the, the employees are actually showing a commitment to green. So if you need to recarpet your home, you might look at floor, but if you have any specific uh, companies, I'm happy to recommend them, but there, again, really, there is just no, there's no shortage of truly green retailers and companies now for whatever you might need, whether it's decor or something for your kitchen or something for yourself or your car or a gift. And that's the thing is it's not crunchy anymore and it's not ugly. I mean, there are just some really stunning designs and amazing creations coming from every area that you could possibly imagine. 
Great. Well, we're almost out of time for today. But before we go, I wanted to ask you one last question, which is with all the success you guys have experienced in your first six months, what can we expect from Eco Salon in the next six months and beyond? Oh, well, I would certainly love people's feedback. Um, How we, can they reach you? <laughs> they can they can email me, but um, we're really good about having a pretty lively community right on the site. So I encourage people to just leave comments and we like to, to talk about things and get different perspectives. So please feel free to to share. But um, I do want to say we are going to be unveiling some new things in October. So I think that's going to be pretty cool. And I hope people will check it out. No major changes, but some cool new features. Just we hope to continue to provide good content and and engaging writing and just be there with people as they um, go green. Well, that's great. And as long as we're talking about connecting, uh, did you, I think you're, you're on Twitter as well, aren't you? I am. Yeah. yeah. We're all over the place, but you can connect with EcoSalon on Twitter. It's just twitter.com forward slash EcoSalon. Uh, and we're pretty active in social media. So we definitely love feedback and interaction. So don't be shy. Yeah, and as long as we're plugging that, I have to say there's quite a really cool green community of, of bloggers and, and just people that are interested, readers and experts and all kinds of folks on there that's really evolved uh, in, in on Twitter. So we've spent a lot of time uh, with green living ideas in, in that space as well, So or on that site. So for anybody who's interested in, in following green living ideas, we have a Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash green living idea, because they ran out of, they didn't have enough letters for the S, O L. And I'm on there as uh, Sean Daly, S-E-A-N-D-A. ILY would love to connect with you guys on there and definitely uh, you know you should consider connecting with Sarah following her tweets as well as they say tweets that always sounds kind of funny <laughs> but that's that's what it is yeah. uh, and, and hopefully no fail whale which if you're if you use Twitter you know what I'm talking about there yes. and if you don't don't worry about it <laughs> hopefully you'll never see it uh, okay well my guest again today has been Sarah Ost she is the editor-in-chief of ecosalon.com a new online magazine dedicated to women who want to go green in style. Sarah, it's been a real pleasure talking to you today. I just want to thank you. Yeah, thanks Thanks again for coming on and sharing. Appreciate it. And we'd love to talk to you again in the future. I would love that. Thank you so much. Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.